Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 132 of the In Squash podcast. I'm your host, Jerry Gibson, and uh, first of all, I just want to say I hope you're all healthy, well, safe uh, during this uh, pandemic of COVID-19, and I uh, hope you're all uh, staying home, you know, doing all the things that we need to do to stem the spread of the virus. Squash community seems to, uh, you know, although we're not on court, most of us, um, seems to have, uh, you know, gotten together as a community and trying to help each other get through this uh, the best we can as squash players. Uh, social media is full of uh, posts from everyone in the game, from the top pros, the top coaches, to uh, the average Joes posting their videos of what they're doing to uh, keep their eye on the ball. Uh, and what I'm doing is I'm providing uh, another excellent podcast today, Allison Waters, uh Former uh, British national champion two times over, uh, former world number two, number three. Sorry, uh, that was back during the uh, the Nicole David era when Jenny Duncalf and uh, Allison were trailing behind uh, Nicole there for several years. Uh, current uh, currently world number fifteen and still playing an excellent game of squash. Uh, just uh, before the season ended there at the Windy City Open, she suffered a, an ankle uh, injury which, she, uh, which caused her to pull out of the Windy City Open, and she's still nursing that injury, uh, but I think she's uh, coming along now. We talk a little bit about that. We talk about her career and uh, those, those years under which, uh, during which she played uh, in the Nicole David era, then after that, and now she's even experiencing a new, uh, the, the younger generation of girls coming through, you know, the Haniel Hamimis and the Siva Subramaniums uh, and the likes of those players that are coming through. She's uh, been there through quite a few of these, uh, at least three generations of players coming through, and she's still playing a great brand of squash. We talk about that. Uh, we talk about her COVID-19 experience, and uh, to end it all, uh, she gives a wonderful uh, a testimonial to her good friend, uh, Vic- Victoria Lust, who just uh, just retired uh, from the game. So uh, enjoy this podcast, episode uh, 132 with Allison Waters. Well, it's good good to see you, and thanks for, for uh, joining me on the podcast, Allison. Yeah, no worries. Thanks for inviting me. How, how are you? I'm, uh, yeah, I'm great, and I hope you and, you and your family are safe and... Uh, and healthy uh everything okay yeah. for you yeah, guys yeah yeah it's all kind of crazy really isn't it <laughs> it's crazy yeah yeah i've been at home work working from home now for the past uh uh two weeks and you know we're I, i'm a lecturer at a university so we're putting all our, our stuff online and doing everything uh online yeah. and it's uh it's quite a bit different and uh it's definitely not the same as doing it face to face, but, uh, that, that, no. that same thing can be said for, for squash, uh, can't it, you know, <laughs> obviously yeah, exactly. it's quite yeah, a bit different, cool. but, uh, still. Yeah. That's the thing. It's challenge, challenging times, but hopefully everyone will be, we'll get through it. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Which part of, uh, in, you're in England, right? Um, yeah. I'm in London. Yeah. In London. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And what's it? Well, obviously, uh, the world knows what's going on with, uh, with your prime minister, I hope. Yeah, I know, it's for a bit, him. Uh, a bit worrying, really. He's in, yeah, he's in intensive care, but I'm not quite sure if that was just a, more of a precaution in case he needed ventilation, or if he actually is that serious. So it's kind of hard to tell, really. Hmm. Yeah, apparently. But it's worrying, whatever, really. 
Yeah. Yeah. It is worrying. I mean, you're, you're here, a lot of people coming down with this, uh, you know, rel- relatively healthy people too. It, it doesn't yeah, seem yeah, to be, uh, at first we thought, I thought it was, uh, you know, they, they came up with this thing that it was mostly the elderly that were, uh, affected by it, but it doesn't seem to be only the elderly really. No, I know. That's, that's the thing, isn't it? You kind of thought, Oh, it's now, it seems to be anyone that's, yeah, sort of any age really, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, so it's, it's best, to, best to err on the side of caution and stay at home. Yeah, that's the thing. Yeah, we're only allowed to go for one bit of activity, exercise a day out, and then obviously just to get groceries, but that's it really. Yeah, is that is that one of the things you're, you're allowed to go out for a little bit of exercise? and? Yeah. That's good. That, that's good, yeah. Yeah, one bit of exercise a day, and then, um, yeah, groceries, and that's it. But so not yeah, squash. <laughs> not squash though. <laughs> no, no, no. Sorry. Like I said to you earlier in the email, I've been uh, I've been running quite a bit. I uh, I find a five k run is a pretty good sort of yeah training for squash. It keeps you you know get gets the heart rate up there if you push and then uh, yeah definitely yeah. Uh, so yeah, what have you? Your what's your we we call it WFH work from home. Uh, so obviously your, your job is a, uh, you're a professional uh, squash player on the pro tour. What does working from home mean for you? Cause uh, you, you posted something on Twitter, which was quite funny. The, um, uh, I didn't, I didn't listen to it, but I just saw the video of it. You were showing different items, uh, oh, yeah. in, in the house. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> and one, one was a bottle of, uh, spirits as well. So, yes. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so yeah. What, yeah, what does WFH uh, mean for you, Ali? Well, it's been interesting because I've, I mean, I've been injured actually for the last two months. So I, I hurt mm. my Achilles, uh, not my Achilles, my ankle at the uh, national championships in February. Yeah. yeah. Um, no, you pulled so, out of the um, Windy City Open, I remember. Uh, yeah, yeah. I pulled out of Windy City and then Egypt as well. Um, so I had a month where I didn't really know too much what it, about what it was. I had a scan and stuff and um, yeah, I saw a specialist and in the end he said it was, um, the ligament had come off the ankle bone. Um, mm. So I had a month, I've had a month, I've got a month, month in a boot um, and I'm on my last few days, which is nice. So that's been harder in obviously lockdown in this boot. So I can't, I can go for walks, but not really. Okay, so that, doing... that's what that wheel was. That was your wheelchair? Oh no, no! I've got there like was a, a wheel in there. I thought it, oh, yeah, that was it, it didn't look wheel, it didn't but... look like a a stationary bike. I thought no, that was it was a it was some like a turbo bike. Yeah, oh, that was okay, part okay. of an email with Lily. But I've got like a boot that I'm wearing to protect my foot, and um, okay. so yeah, it's been a it's been a funny month because obviously mm. I haven't been able to um, even go out for runs or do any sort of you know exercise outdoors um in this lockdown period so that's been quite challenging so i've just been trying to find things at home to do um been maintaining my fitness just by doing upper body work core work glutes um and stretching and just trying to make it trying to keep it as interesting as possible so it's been quite a challenging month really Mm. um obviously everyone's in a a tough position so and just been trying to keep busy I, I, i study i do a psychology um degree with the open university so okay. that's been busy for yeah. the last couple of weeks and having good time, an assignment good to, time to get that. in your studies now too if you if you have yeah so i had an assignment due for that so that's that took me you know a good week or 10 days that kept me busy and then 
yeah, just trying to read and listen to podcasts and just trying to keep it, trying to just keep busy. And what not, podcasts it's, it's do you listen to? Uh, I just started listening to this one. Um, it's a CrossFit one, actually. Okay. <laughs> I don't know why, but um, what's, it's a, called the, what's the name of the, the podcast? It's, it's called uh, Chasing Excellence. Uh, okay. And it's um, by um, a guy, a coach, an elite uh, CrossFit coach called Ben Bergener. And, and he okay. coaches some of the best CrossFit fitters. And yeah, I don't know really why I listen to it. It's just, it's interesting. It's got a lot of stuff about mindset and. Um, uh, focus and leadership and all that sort of stuff so it's actually interesting when I'm doing my workouts I can just listen to that and just keeps it a bit more interesting really yeah, podcasts are great I mean I listen to them all, all the time when I'm driving to work or it could be a comedy podcast it could be uh, you know, uh, yeah. something about politics or you know any, anything really in whatever yeah. you're you're up for so yeah that's good yeah, yeah I've not really listened to many podcasts before but this one I've yeah really found really interesting so that's good. Um, I'll have to I've got check that out. To listen to. <laughs> I listen to a lot of good, there's a lot of good golf podcasts as well. Oh, do you? Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. interesting. Yeah, yeah I, I, think, I think there's definitely, there's definitely, uh, I'm not sure why. I'm sure squash skills might have something in the, in the hopper or something, but uh, there's definitely a market, I think. I, I'm just a guy, I like to talk squash, but um, uh, there's yeah. a market out there for sort of talking the, the technical definitely. aspects of it and stuff like that. So yeah, there's definitely. no, there's no one out there that does it. I don't think. So. No, not that I know of. No, no. no. <laughs> I mean, if I were to start doing that, then we'd be in trouble. But anyways, uh, so yeah, you, you had the, the injury there. I guess a lot of people might not have known because I, I just saw the, the announcement on, on the Windy City that you had pulled out. So and it said ankle. So, you know, an ankle yeah. could be as something as minor as you, you twisted your ankle in a warm-up or something. You yeah. wanted to, so it, it was rather serious then. Yeah, well, I literally just in my match, my first round match, um, just pushed off and I felt something go in my ankle and yeah as I said initially didn't get diagnosed for a month um it was just it was just coming up on the scan as sort of inflammation um it wasn't until I saw the ankle specialist that he actually said oh no this is you know more serious than first thought um which is interesting because my gut kind of thought that it was something you know you kind of get a feeling don't you yeah at the time I thought oh that didn't feel right something to sort of ball like that you kind of get a feeling that it's more than just sort of inflammation of an ankle so yeah it was a bit frustrating that it took that long to to sort of diagnose but yeah I'm on the men now so that's the main well, that's thing. good that's good and you're no stranger to to injury I mean you you had a I think it was in if I did my homework correctly it was 2011 where you you had a bad year of injuries you, uh, you had some serious injury there then you came back and had a very good season in 2012 uh, yeah. and then uh, after that and, that, and that's happened to, uh, I think it was Amanda Sobey. Obviously she had the famous, uh, Achilles injury and Gregory Galche was out and came back and played really well when he came back. So what, what do you think it is there? Uh, if I guess when you're out for that long and if you, you know, when you decide you're ready to come back, you might, is it the hunger and the sort of the yeah. adrenaline that keep, that gets you, uh, firing? Is that kind yeah, of what it I is? Definitely, I definitely felt that when I was injured as you say in 2011 I mean I'd forgotten what date it was but yeah that long ago yeah that's um, why I'm yeah. here yeah, yeah thanks so yeah I'd been I'd been playing on the tour for probably seven or eight years at that point and um 
actually, yeah, it was obviously very hard at the time when you were out for that. I was out for, yeah, a good 10 months or so with this Achilles injury. Um, and at the time you think, oh, this is the worst thing that could happen to you. But looking back, actually, I think I did come back stronger. It makes you work on aspects of your game that, you know, you might not have focused on so much. Um, and it obviously just gives you, as you say, that that hunger and desire. You've got that determination. You actually feel pressure when you come back. Because um, it is hard, you know, like playing for that long. Um, and actually, I felt like that break did do me do me uh, do me well really and I actually came back and just it gives you that more you know appreciation of actually how lucky you are to be doing playing squash for a living uh, yeah, sometimes oh, yeah, you take that sure. you know sometimes you take that for granted when you're you're in the thick of it you're away traveling a lot and you're training hard and you just yeah you, when when you can take a step back like that um, does make you realize how lucky you are so yeah I definitely came back and I definitely I felt stronger more mentally than anything in terms of fresher and sort of, you know, ready to go again, which was good. And you were probably, I mean, you, you were sort of, I think it was in 2010, you reached uh, number three in the world. So you weren't that far removed from some very good squash. So I guess the timing of it uh, might've, uh, you know, given you something to, uh, to fight back for as well, to get back uh, to where you, you were in 2010. Yeah, definitely. Obviously it was hard timing as I was up, obviously quite very high at the time, but yeah, as I say, it does give you that, you know, you can focus and think on, you know, how you're going to sort of get better and make those few percentages that make a big difference in sport. So, yeah, at the time it's not very nice and obviously it's, yeah, it's a hard process to go through being injured. I think that's obviously the worst part in, in sport, full stop, really, any sort of injury. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, you have to take some positives out of it and, um, yeah, just keep strong in that time, really. Well, with this, I guess the the earth is, uh, we're going through an injury, a uh, self-imposed uh, pandemic type injury here. So when, yeah. uh, whenever the, um, the, the squash, uh, whenever PSA tour decides to get things started again, there's going to be a lot of hungry uh, squash players out there. Yeah, definitely. I mean, obviously, <laughs> the, yeah, challenging time for everyone at the minute. And, you know, yeah. you know, the most important thing is that, yeah, everyone gets through this and, uh, you know, everything else sort of takes a back seat really. But yeah, as you say, once the tour resumes, whenever that may be, yeah, there'll be a lot of players, well, everyone will be just grateful to be back, back playing, I think. And uh, yeah, maybe everyone will realise, you know, how lucky we are to be, you know, professional athletes and, and uh, yeah, just enjoy playing. <laughs> yeah. I mean, uh, you, you see a few people with their, their, um, what they're posting on YouTube and social media, they're, they're getting a little, you know, hitting the ball up against the wall and things like that. How do you, um, how do you figure if, if you could, what would you do to get your quote unquote uh, squash uh, fix in uh, under yeah. these uh, circumstances? Yeah, it's hard to actually get your, your, your fix in. Like I live in a flat, so I can't really hit the ball up and down the walls. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, um, no, no. Can't do court so. sprints in the corridors? could do sprints in the court like we live in the top floor of a house so yeah even that uh -huh. was pretty difficult so <laughs> the only time we can do sort of exercises you know when we go out for one one bit of exercise a day and I suppose if you're lucky enough if you've got a I don't know a wall outside or or something like that you can play but you know I'm kind of just using this as a time where I'm not I'm not stressing out that I'm not being on court um it's I've hit so many squash balls over my life that yeah. you know two or three months of not playing, I don't think it's going to make too much difference. Um, we're going to have a lot of time when we get back before the season starts, you know, hopefully once the lockdown 
finishes, um, you know, gyms and squash clubs will be back open. So there'll be enough time to get back into a good um, a good level of hitting before the, the season starts, I would think. So, yeah, yeah, I think you just have to accept what it is and not stress out that you're not hit, you're not, you know, mat, uh, um, squash sharp or you, you might, you know, you might have lost a bit of fitness. It's just what it is at the moment and you just have to accept that otherwise it's there's got to be some people feel... there's got to be some players out there with sort of uh connections and stuff you know here here are the keys to the club go ahead go ahead yeah ahead i don't know I've heard i, of I bet you there are there are a few sneaking onto the court yeah there might be a couple so um yeah i know one person i won't mention names they've got a court but i won't i don't know if they want <laughs> that to be told or yeah. not but yeah that's yeah i'm just just trying to get back fitness first and then yeah, I'll think about hitting playing squash I mean I do tend to you know if, if I miss it that much I'll hold my squash racket or <laughs> you know <laughs> yeah, hit yeah. the ball up and down on the on the racket but if yeah I was just go say. just watch you uh watch uh YouTube videos of, of old matches and you know yeah write it write it write something in a diary or something yeah Just that's the thing it. you can do like your visualization and that you know obviously that's important to keep you know um your eye on the you know how to you know hit the squash ball and you know technique technical aspects and stuff um just to keep your eye in that way and obviously that could help but yeah at the moment you can't we really, can't really do much about it can we <laughs> yeah. no no exactly now we mentioned uh 2010 there and that you reached a career high of number three and you've been playing for several years before that and done quite well i guess uh, those were the years of nicole uh, david and uh, everyone else if i'm not yeah. mistaken uh i mean that must have been a difficult time to be playing if you wanted to get to number one in the world but also uh, an incredible time because uh, you know just how how great she was so what was it like uh, playing during that uh, during that era yeah i mean as you say it was obviously nicole was uh, world number one for eight years or more and yeah one of the best players of all time so to be in that era with her was yeah amazing to, to experience you know playing her and seeing how I met yeah you've played her player. you played her in a couple of finals in the Malaysian Open final didn't you um, uh, this is going a long way back <laughs> yeah, that, that, yeah maybe 10 years <laughs> yeah. yeah all I know is my record wasn't that great against her so Not, that yeah. was uh, <laughs> right. I don't think anyone was <laughs> no um, but yeah, she yeah she was she raised the game the the, the standard of, of women's squash to another level really and uh, you know if you need if you were going to beat her you had to equal or you know obviously match her standard um, physically she brought a different element to the game she was one of the fittest players mm. out there um, and yeah, she yeah, never got injured did she, she never, no Incredible. she never got injured yeah someone who played yeah. to to the final of just about every event and played as much squash as she did. Yeah, um, that's the fact that she amazing. was able to to stay relatively injury free. Yeah, yeah, that was actually incredible. Really, the nature of the sport—it's yeah, yeah, testament mm. to how well she's looked after herself. Really, um, but yeah, it was yeah a great t a great time to be playing squash. Obviously, frustrating that you know hardly anyone beat her. So yeah, <laughs> it wasn't as though you could get to that number one spot, but. Yeah, it was, it was you it was and a, uh, and Jenny, right? You, you yeah, Jenny, Jenny was two, and she was two. Yeah. yeah, so they always had some battles over the years. Um, but yeah, yeah, Nicole was uh, yeah, her record was just obviously unbelievable. Absolutely. Um, and yeah, hard. I think that will be hard to be matched for such a consistent, obviously eight years consistently in a row, more or less. Yeah. 
So, I mean, how would you, uh, I mean, now you, you've spent a few years in the, obviously in the current uh, era of the game. How would you compare the two? I mean, I mean obviously, I mean, I, I can compare it myself. It's, yeah. it's just, you've got everyone in the top 10, pretty much, you know, there are a few, three or four that are, that are dom not dominating, but you, you would predict would reach the yeah. semifinal, but generally yeah. uh, out of 10 players and any one of them could. Yeah. Could win. Yeah. I mean, it's, um, it's been interesting to be part of both, you know, the era of Nicole and then now the, this era of sort of Raneem and Shabini. Um, and the, yeah, the game has just changed massively over, over, over the last, mm. last four to five years. Um, I think this, the, the introduction of the low tin has made a massive difference. Um, the play's more attacking, it's more, just feels more intense and, you know, short, sharp, explosive movements and, you know, you have to be, you have to attack the ball. You can't be, you have to, you can't wait for, you know, something to happen. You have to be the one to sort of take the game to your opponent. Does that, so, yeah, fit, your, does that fit your game, uh, Alison? Yeah, I mean, yeah. I've always liked to attack. So yeah. it's kind yeah. of, um, it does fit my game. I mean, I could do it more. I, I just think it's hard. Yeah. It, I mean, traditionally, you know, my game and I suppose English style has always been sort of up and down, you know, build your alleys and stuff. Uh, but now that's totally changed. And, you know, mm. as you see, a lot of the players will just, if, if the ball's there, they'll attack it and go for a nick or go for a short shot. And so, they, yeah. yeah, you've had to adapt how you train, um, you know, going for shots, making, you know, physically you have to be in a, you know, able to get down lower to the ball, get in and out. You have out to be a shots. lot quicker now, don't you? Um, yeah, I mean, I think a lot of it's, you know, as I say, just that strength in a lower, deeper position, because obviously mm. the tin being being lower, um, you know, it's, it's harder to get in and out of shots, especially when everyone's attacking more. Um, so you have to have good, good, yeah, strength in that area, really. Lower center um, of gravity. Yeah. yeah. So it's, 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 it's been, yeah, it's been, it's been interesting. And for me, it's been exciting because I've, you know, I've been playing for quite a long time. It's, it's just offered that new motivation and, you know, working out ways to, you know, uh, adapt to the, a new style of game, um, a new tit, a new low tin, the scoring, obviously. Um, so lots of changes where, you know, it just keeps that motivation and, and makes you work on new parts of your game and uh, adding in bits here and there, really. Yeah. Now I noticed uh, that you recently, you, you've played uh, Siva Subramaniam and uh, Hanya El. Hamimi, I believe, yeah. both two yeah. now the next generation of girls yeah. coming through. Um, I mean, I've had uh, Supermanny, and she's been on the podcast, and she was really, really cool to talk to, and very talented young young girl. What what do you think uh, is that generation now bringing a, a different game, or is it pretty much the the evolution of what we have with the, the lower tin and the faster, uh, more attacking game? Is that what they yeah, bring? Yeah, I think so. I mean, it's a so look at the standard of Hania and Asiva, as you say it. I mean, Hania is only 19 um, and she's now at yeah. eight, eight in the world. It's actually amazing to think of that's the level at that age. <laughs> it's yeah, actually yeah. quite scary. Mm. Um, but yeah, that's a combination of everything. She's got a different sort of game. She hits the ball really well. You know, she's not got the, um, the outright, you know, flare shots that she, you know, like nicks and stuff, but her game is just... She moves really well, doesn't she? Yeah, yeah, she moves so well. Like her match with Camille, 
So and they've had a couple oh, of amazing yeah. matches. So just been just yeah. yeah, another level really. And for someone at that age at nineteen is um yeah, amazing. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, sir. So yeah, it's just it's great to see a lot of the young players coming through and you know, someone like Kanya who's, you know, challenging all the top players and has made her move into the top eight in the world at such a young age is uh yeah, it's brilliant. So obviously that will help raise everyone else's game because they know that so many young players are, are up and coming and looking to get those, um, you know, big results and get their, their ranking up. So, yeah, it keeps everyone sort of on their toes and having to work hard and, you know, keep adding new bits to their game to keep improving, really. Absolutely. Yeah. Now, 2010, I guess, I guess obviously, we talked about Nicole. So, um, one of the things uh, that you may have wanted to, to fight for was uh, the British National Championship and you won – in 20, uh, 2008 and in 2010 uh, obviously uh, you talk to anybody winning the national championship is, is a huge thing but in in Britain where the where there are so many good players uh, that must have been uh, special to you particularly uh, having been yeah. to the final a few times so uh, what was that first one like and then in, in 2010 also you beat your your good friend uh, uh, Jenny in the final I, I think in 2010. Yeah, yeah I mean I think then Winning the Nationals, yeah, definitely one of my career highlights. Um, as you say, the standard in England is is so high that to win it, you have to beat a lot of world-class, you know, high-ranked players. Um, so it's always a massive achievement, whoever wins the Nationals. And one that I know all the girls each year, you know, aim to do really well in. So for me, yeah, to win that was, uh, yeah, four times now. So that's, yeah, one of my one of my best achievements. And, yeah, a tournament that I always look forward to every year and, seem to have a good record so that's that's nice to me <laughs> apart from who, this year when who I did you beat in uh, 2008 in the final um, um oh god uh was it laura i can't remember no laura <laughs> that's, really that's right laura, laura uh Macero, wasn't it that's really bad yeah I no i think it was, it was yeah in 2010 it was jenny and uh laura Macero. yeah and, yeah 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 going back some time but yeah no always yeah great moments and uh yeah i love love uh, and you you've been to the final several times right uh maybe yeah. six seven times total so i think so yeah so yeah, so, yeah i seem to have a good good record though which is nice <laughs> yeah that's fantastic now you you've been uh you've been coached by is it paul carter yeah is that right for for a long i guess for several years um, tell, tell us a little bit about your, your relationship with Paul. I, I, I've heard the name, but I, maybe some of the, some of the listeners out there might not know him that well. I'm sure that peop, uh, many do, but, uh, yeah. who, who's Paul and, and how, uh, what type, type of impact has he had on your game and, and what's the secret to your, to, to yours and his uh, success together? Yeah. So, um, so Paul Carter, he's, he, uh, one of the well was one of the England national coaches. Um, I started seeing him when I was twelve years old. Um, when you were coaching. twelve, wow, yeah, yeah, twelve. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I, me and um, Pete Barker, he he was coached by Carts as well, so he started at the same time as me. And um, he always had a, a loads of players. Paul, we had like Tanya Bailey, um, Steph Brind, you know, the top women's players, uh, a lot of the top men as well. So it was always, yeah, I always really enjoyed going to see him for individual sessions. And then, um, yeah, as I got sort of, you know, mid-teens, 
slightly older, he'd, you know, put me in to hit with Tanya Bailey, who was like, you know, top five in the world at the time. So that was obviously amazing for me to get on court with uh, those sorts of players. And yeah, Karts has been brilliant over my whole um, career now. We, we don't tend to do as much over the last couple of years. Um, but he's, yeah, he's definitely, you know, the, the, the person that uh, took me to a new level. Uh, yeah, I definitely wouldn't have made Yeah, you've been working with him since you were 12, so. <laughs> yeah, I definitely yeah. wouldn't have made it without him, yeah. at, you know, going full time. Uh, he's such a motivational coach. Like his, when I was younger, it was always a lot of fitness work. Uh, he always used to say that you shouldn't lose to someone based on your fitness. So yeah, I would always yeah. work hard. Um, and I think that's, you know, that's I've, the worst I've, feeling, isn't it? I, I, yeah. I've felt that several times where God, just, just yeah. I'm gassed. What can I do? That, that's the thing. So he'd always implement, he, he always, you know, made sure we, at a young age that we were, you know, all sort of fit, strong athletes and, you know, group sessions would be very physically based, you know, there'd be. Yeah, give us, give us one, give us a tough one. Tell, tell us, uh, one of the toughest, um, physical sessions he put you through well you we used, yeah we used to do quite a lot of court spins especially in the summer so i, I remember t turning up for one session and he'd be like right 10 sets of 20 court sprints which is you know pretty hard 10 sets <laughs> of 20 how uh what's the uh the rest so it's all, un one so it's all under it's about 55 seconds of work and then you get 45 seconds rest oh my up and down, so basically shuttles up and down the court. 45, that's all? Yeah. And then, uh, so that would be before the session starts. <laughs> that's before so, you, yeah. you pick up your racket. Okay. You, then you pick up your racket, yeah. Right. Um, yeah. I'd be picking up my racket and, and going home. And going that. home, yeah, yeah. That's what you felt like. <laughs> but that was good because at that age, you know, you, you know yeah. it's, oh, yeah. I think that's, that's carried through with me to my yeah. sort of professional career and I've always worked hard and you know worked hard physically and always you know that's been installed in me that you shouldn't lose to someone because you're not fit enough um so yeah he's been brilliant and you know the last couple of years I've, I've started working with Jesse Engelbert yeah I was um, going to ask yeah. you about that uh, I've I've uh, had him on the podcast and he he's like he's shot out of a cannon um yeah. with, with all his knowledge and and his uh his passion yeah. for the game um, yeah. and so I'm just, I know he's been working with a couple of players. You're, you're included amongst them. Uh, yeah. what, what's he bringing to, to your game? Yeah, he's been brilliant. So I've been working with Jesse for the last sort of two and a half years now. Um, it was a couple of years ago, I was at a tournament and I just felt like I wasn't really going anywhere with my game. I just felt like I'd got a bit sort of stagnant and yeah, I wasn't really progressing. So I spoke to someone and they said, oh, what about Jesse? And I used to, I used to know Jesse because obviously he was a professional himself and we're same age. And um, I used to play on the same uh, PSL team or National League at the time yeah. as him years ago. So I, I, knew, I knew him already, which was nice. And um, yeah, he's been brilliant. Just as you say, he's just so enthusiastic, um, very motivating. It's, it's incredible the amount of sessions he'll do in a day but each session he'll give the same amount of passion and you know motivation yeah. to every everyone he teaches and you know to do that for eight nine hours a day and have from the first one to the last one still be in the same you know motivated state is pretty amazing yeah that, um, that is yeah and for me he's just bought we just tried to work on adding sort of new things to my game 
different varieties, changing the pace more, adding in some shots, um, just sort of playing a bit more. Um, and it's been, he's been brilliant. Yeah, definitely. It's given me more, a new motivation. Um, and it's just what I needed sort of a couple of years ago when you kind of thinking, oh, am I going to get any better? Can I beat any of these top girls anymore? Mm. Um, not that I have, but <laughs> it's oh. just, uh, yeah, giving me that confidence and in my well, game. You had, a, you had a very good win in the, in the Wimbledon Cup this year. <laughs> the Wimbledon Cup, yeah, I always yeah. win that one. <laughs> Millie, uh, Millie Tom, beat, you beat Millie in the final. She, she's been beating a lot of uh, top players, so uh, that, that's a huge, yeah. that's a good win. That's a really that's good, a good win. win. Yeah. So yeah, he's been great, Jesse, and yeah, one of the best things. Like I see him twice a week, and um, yeah, great, really great guy, and uh, yeah, get on really well with him. Yeah, I just I found when I spoke with him, he he really just he lit a fire underneath me. Just talk, he he's just so. Uh, passionate yeah. and knowledgeable and, and sort of always uh, looking for something, uh, seemingly looking for something new and, and yeah. not, not, not willing to sort of experiment a little bit. That, that must be good for you. Yeah, yeah I mean, he's, he's very knowledgeable about the game. As I said, he, he played himself and he's very up to date on the, the current game and he, you know, he watches a lot of squash and, mm. um, you know, we'll chat all the time about players and tactics and all that sort of stuff. So, yeah, it's just nice to have someone that you know, watches that much and, um, you know, has real interest in the current game. And obviously it's changed so much over the last few years. I think he's working with um, uh, Tom Richards, right? Tom Richards as well. Yeah. 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 Cause Tom played, had a good season last year. He, he had a sort yeah. of a resurgence a, a little bit. Yeah. 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 So he's been, yeah, he's been working with a few of the players and I know he's always busy with, you know, a lot of the, the juniors and adults as well. So yeah, he's a, yeah, really great guy. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, um, now, Alison, before you go, um, I just wanted to ask you, I know you're, you're a very close friend, Victoria Lust. She just uh, announced her retirement. Yeah. She's, I think she's living in God's country there now in Vancouver, uh, Canada. I'm yeah, Canadian, she lives so. in Victoria. Victoria, oh, they're even better. Yeah, yeah. Well, beautiful yeah. place. Uh, but yeah. uh, I was just wondering, I mean, I've seen her play several times. She, she had a lot of talent with the racket. She was very fun to watch play. Uh, yeah. Obviously, you were very close with her. Just give us a little, if you don't mind, maybe a little testimonial uh, to to uh, Victoria because I know you guys were close friends, and and she she was someone that a lot of the players uh, enjoyed being around. Yeah, 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 yeah. As you say, Vicky Lust has uh, just retired after yeah, very successful career, and yeah, I've got uh, became pretty good friends with her. You know, over the last good few years, uh, we've been England teammates together. Um, and yeah, she's just a, you know, <laughs> fun person to be around. We've, all, yeah. we've had loads of laughs and, you know, every time we're away for team events or anything like that, it's always a, a brilliant week. Um, at tournaments, <laughs> we spend a, a lot of time together as well. Um, and there's always just, yeah, it's always pretty relaxed and we're always just sort of laughing and uh, having fun. And yeah, it's, uh, you know, she's had an amazing career and decided that, you know, she she's had enough playing. She's, you know got a, a coaching job out in Victoria and I think loves life out there. It's obviously, yeah. you know, a very outdoorsy place and good weather and stuff. So yeah, yeah can't I think beat she's Victoria. Like, no. Yeah. So I think she's, yeah, obviously happy with the, her decision. Um, but yeah, we'll, we'll, I'll miss her. Definitely. The team will miss her, you know, 
won't quite be the same. She was always great to watch. I mean, um, she had a lot of passion on the court and she was fun to watch. Uh, You know, she she didn't mind a little bit of banter with with the referee uh, as well, which (laughs) which was always enjoyable. You don't really see a lot of that these days, but uh, she was... uh, she, she, yeah. she got into that she in, in, she in, a, in a good it. way you know yeah exactly she was um always tough to play against you know as you say she got stuck in well and yeah good athlete and you know it was always good you know, shot player too she liked to go for her shots every now good and then good shot player yeah so yeah. it was always always a tough always a tough match with her i remember one match we played in colombia we played in uh Manja up, up on the mountain it was Ooh, the top of the yeah. mountain that's where your fitness would have come in well, yeah, it was altitude as well, and yeah, I, I, yeah we had an absolute monster of a match. I think I, I, I won in the end, but it was like 15-13 in the fifth. And then um, yeah. I always remember that, we were both in a white state, and then the next day I had to play Nicole, and I remember texting Lusty and said, oh, are you, how are you feeling today? Are you tired? And she was like, I am exhausted. <laughs> and it's just a match that we always look back and laugh because at the time we were just so tired. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. No doubt. Uh, yeah, great match. And always, we, oh yeah, we always had really good matches. And uh, yeah, always quite fun, fun playing her, even though you knew it was going to be a tough, tough battle. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, good luck to, to her in, in Victoria. Yeah, and uh, yeah. Cheers for, for some great squash over the years. Yeah, well, brilliant. <laughs> well, Allison, uh, I just want to thank you for coming on, and I want to wish you uh, all the best with your recovery. And I hope thank you, you stay much. safe and healthy. And uh, looking forward to seeing you back on court, uh, seeing everybody back on court, but yeah. uh, seeing you back on court, hopefully at the latest in the fall. Let's hope so. Fingers crossed. Yeah, fingers crossed for that. That'll be great. Yeah. Thanks so much, Allison. Cool. Thanks a lot. Well, that was the two-time British national champion, Alison Waters. Really enjoyed chatting with her, and it uh, sounds like she's making inroads there during the, the COVID-19 lockdown. She's got the ankle injury, which she's nursing now, and uh, hopefully by the time uh, this dust settles, she'll be ready to uh, get back on court and uh, start preparing for the, the upcoming season, whenever that may be. And uh, hopefully everyone out there, you're doing the same, uh, you know, whether that's uh, your circuit training at home, getting out and doing a little bit of exercise in and around where you live, uh, not stepping outside into uh, the open spaces and keeping your social distance, of course, Um, you know, and what I'm going to do is I'm going to try to keep these podcasts coming along. We've got several uh, guests lined up over the next uh, little while so really looking forward to uh, producing some more quality podcasts uh, over the next few weeks so appreciate everyone who listens please give us a like uh, review uh, send me a message on facebook instagram i'm not actually i have an instagram page but i haven't uh, gotten into it yet i should because it seems like the the young the young ones are using instagram a lot lately and uh, twitter facebook uh, shoot me a message and um, you know if you have any ideas for guests let me know uh, but at any rate uh, all the best to you guys stay safe stay healthy and talk to you soon goodbye now <laughs>